Welcome to Much More Muchier with Pup Duffy and Kara Lane, an Odd Imagination production. Guys, I am here with Jason Mitchell. He plays the part of Sean Samuels in the film Call Her King, which will be available streaming July 6th. It's a BET Plus Presents, which is, that's freaking cool, first of all. Absolutely. (laughs) And... I don't think it's a spoiler to say the basic synopsis is your character is he's been on trial and he's at the sentencing to find out what's going to happen. He's been accused of murder, uh, perhaps unjustly in his opinion. But if you want to know yes or no, you got to watch the film. Exactly. And a character named Black Caesar, uh, he kind of takes the whole entire courtroom hostage and you and uh, Judge King, who's played by Notori Naughton, who's, first of all, she's a badass. <laughs> yes. You guys kind of are navigating the situation, shall we say. Right, right, right. You know, I think this, like, well, first of all, let me just say it was an absolute pleasure working with all these people. You know, like, like Wes is such, I don't know, he's so fascinating to me, right? Because here it is, who's a guy who's like, goes all the way through law, uh, you know, law school and actually has a successful practice. And then one day is like, you know what? I think I'm gonna go make films. I know everybody probably thought he was crazy. And then you have this number one film and everybody's like believing in you now, you know? But in the film world, for you to be a writer, director, and somebody who loves to be behind the camera at the same time, to me is just, incredible and he's still like so graceful with actors and you know like I like to improv a lot I like for things to make sense to me and he never has a problem with like finding that so it's beautiful you know and to have like these juggernauts working outside of me you know the notori Naltons of the world you know Lance was great Nick was great like there's just so many I think great pieces to this and it has this underlying sort of uh slap in the face if you will of this cliche like you shouldn't judge a book by its cover you know and you hear this all the time but like from Notori's character all the way down to even some of these inmates who you know become lawyers you know to put out the spoilers you know what I mean like it's it's pretty cool to watch it's just it's it's dope it's dope right and it does not necessarily go where you think it's gonna go like you might think you know but you have no idea honestly exactly exactly Exactly. and I love these kind of films you know what I mean because for me I grew up on like action comedy stuff you know what I mean where like you know you're watching these Eddie Murphy films the uh the Beverly Hills Cops and stuff like that where like you go home with something you laugh you cry but like the bullets are still very real. You know what I mean? And right, it, right. it has these intense moments that like, I feel like I love and been waiting on my whole career to experience, you know? So it's 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 really cool to have that, you know, and really cool to be able to experience it, but also tell like stories that matter and that are really cool, you know? Cause I believe that this is based on a story from, I believe the seventies, like this actually happened in real life, you know, which is kind of cool, so. Yeah, you got to look. Well, absolutely. And just on like, as a YouTube watcher, you know, you <laughs> see situations, and I'll say rightly so, where like the victim's father or, you know, whomever brother tries to go over, you know, and get, you know what I mean? So this, pardon my French, this shit does go down. Yeah, absolutely. Not, you know, even though the judge is the ultimate judge but the ultimate authority in the courtroom right and you have it still can happen right definitely definitely i I feel like at at the the biggest times of authority like people are so vulnerable you know what i mean like and you see this done well with some of these films like olympus has fallen you know if you just give it a little bit of sauce like what if all of the people who were around just turned on us real quick like how would that go you know and they just pressed right in. like I don't want to say too much because I really want people to see this movie but like it's so great and it's it's so gracefully done and I think that like yeah this could really be possible and it was really cool because we actually like like we're getting our schedules right and I'm like 
uh, normally I like to take my weekends off. What's this all about? You know? And they're like, no, we're actually going to shoot up a real courthouse. We're like, wait, what? They're like, yeah, it's actually a legendary courthouse that's still active. And like, you know, we got to shoot it up and put it back together by the time people come back to court. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we're like doing that like at night and like during the weekends. Like it was really cool. It was really, really cool. That, if that's kind of like astoundingly absurd, though, it's kind of like, <laughs> listen, we're not going to get on like, you know, uh, hot topics with the, with culture and with race wars and everything. But it's like, I'm a black man and you're telling me. Yeah. Hey, don't fuck with me, you know, don't get me right. in trouble. <laughs> right. Right. But going back to Wes really quick, you're right about he had he went through all that college, had that successful practice. And yes, people did say, You're crazy. But right. he he told me, uh, we talked a while ago, he told me he couldn't do it anymore. He couldn't suppress that dream. He had to live in that moment. And I think yeah. the way his brain works is perfect for film. Absolutely. 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 And I, and I also feel like he has, he's so well-versed in people, you know, he's met people who have probably been guilty just as much as he's met people who have been innocent, you know, and then just being a lawyer in general and going through, you know, the college experience and so many different things, you just see so many different flavors of people, you know, cause when I choose characters and scripts, I like for him to have layers you know, and even though I couldn't show like a ton of them, it's still on the surface. Like, you don't know if I'm innocent or guilty. Like, you really got to watch to find out. You know? Absolutely. And for what it's worth, Sean Samuels has layers. There's a part, I don't think it's giving anything away, but there's a part where um, the asshole cop, can't even remember his name because I hated him so much, but he's got the, the riot shield. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My boy, Johnny Steaks, <laughs> that's what I call him. He only eats like grass-fed steaks and shit. So. <laughs> you tell him he's an asshole. No, but <laughs> he's holding shield and you're like, I got it, just shoot. Right. And then he, and he like jerks it away after you basically helped him. I was like, I literally said out loud, dick. I was <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Trying to help you stay alive. Yeah, well, and people could, people maybe that only they don't think as broadly or like look into the layers might be like, Oh, he's just trying to save his ass. But no, it's also, it's also uh, not a sacrifice so much, but self endangerment, obviously. And kindness from someone whom you're you're supposed to believe is a cold blooded killer, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And you know, that's why I say you shouldn't judge a book by its cover. You know what I mean? I feel like Sean, definitely on the outside looks like he did it you know what I mean and I feel like so many times that happens in the black community like people you know like they they go to jail for 20 30 years and then they get released way later like oh we found out he was innocent and it's like you know what I mean you just give them a pat on the back and send them back into the world and it's like no man that's crazy (laughs) the innocence is crazy that's some actual bullshit because you're absolutely right. It's like 20 years later, you know, they went in when they were 16 or 18. Right. It took some good freaking years of their life. And then absolutely. you're like, they're like, oops, sorry. Whoopsie. Right. right. Like, you got to come out and learn how to use an iPad and shit. It's <laughs> like, it's crazy. <laughs> crazy. You're like, where are all the phones? It's not on the wall anymore. But yeah, it's like, and it's like, no, you're not just going to say, oops are bad you're gonna you're gonna financially at least compensate that person i want to see million you know at the least facts facts i feel like people deserve a million a year you know what i mean because like the mental state that you must be in just in general knowing that you didn't do it like man you know how like imagine that you stand in front of a judge and they tell you you get life in prison without the possibility of parole. And, and you, know innocent. you really didn't do it. You know what I mean? Like the devastation. Oh my God. The tenacity it must take just to not hang yourself. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Well, I can't imagine like even just on a smaller scale, when you get accused, a person gets accused of anything. Like, did you right. take the last, or did you take the last cookie or whatever? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
you start to feel guilty anyways. So compound that by actually being incarcerated and you're innocent. You might even start to believe, like, did I? Exactly. Exactly. Mentally. Exactly. And it's like, you know, I think that a lot of people in general have been taught in so many ways and groomed to, you know, judge what's around them and what they don't understand, you know? And a lot of times I feel like it, it breaks us like as a people and it's not a race thing. It's not a class thing. Like literally every person is groomed to think like this. So I think um, when you see films like this with such high intensity and the stakes are so high, you know what I mean? Like being sentenced to death and being innocent, nuts. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? But I just think, you know, when, when the stakes are so high, you just get to ask yourself these questions like, yo, what, what would I do? You know, if it, if it were me in that situation. And I think uh, the black Caesar character is like the perfect mix between this villain and hero that like, I think the people are going to love. That's what, that's something I love to see in a film and blanking on the damn name. But in A Time to Die, the villain, I love when they make him somewhat likable. Does that make sense? Where it's Absolutely. like, yeah, it's Absolutely. like, it's like uh, that character in the, in the film, like he was kind to a child or a bunch of children. And I was like, oh, he's not a complete, but no, no, he kind of is. <laughs> it's, right, it's, right. It was, it was like when I played Easy e right? Like hey. he, he was the villain that everybody hated to hate you know we wanted easy to win so bad by the end of straight out of Compton but the truth is he was the villain he was a fucking idiot you know what I mean and he was like you know super self-centered at times and but he still like stuck on principles you know what I mean like his, his his principles were super locked in he just felt like really what he was doing was right you know and that's that's I think that's how layers of people actually work because I don't really believe that there's good people and bad people I think it's all about decisions it's good decisions and bad decisions like and everybody has a choice you're given that every single day you know so um you have to make the good choices outweigh the bad choices <laughs> in order to be perceived in that manner you know I mean it, it needs to be at least like 51 49 you know exactly at very least at very least <laughs> We need to get that, you know, because that should be having a slant. You know what I mean? Sometimes, sometimes the bad can be, ooh, it can can make you look real bad sometimes. You know what I mean? So you got to do a good thing you tell you. But you touched on on something with with Easy E. You're absolutely right, because he's stuck to his principles. But there's a point where those principles might not be the right but you stick to it anyways because it's all you know or it's all you trust or believe in. Exactly. And now you're the villain. <laughs> now exactly. you're exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know, and it's it's just crazy though, right? Because this life thing doesn't come with a handbook, and you know, like people don't whip whip out this book and be like, well, you know, this is how the next ten years of your life is gonna go. It just doesn't happen. You know what I mean? How like you know, I think you know, about the grooming piece, like you, you see Nateri's character have these experiences that she had already went through, which in so many ways entitled her to make these, these decisions that she was still just kind of jumping to these conclusions, you know what I'm saying? And it's just, it's interesting to see, you know, how people can be jaded by their own thoughts and their own experiences and all of that kind of stuff. So I don't know, man. This movie is just so fun to make. And you know, another thing I wanted to mention, I really got to give hats off to Nateri because I didn't know why we were making the film besides maybe the excessive snacks. Uh-oh. Pregnant at all. I had no idea. She had a bun in the oven the entire time and she's like going for it. And I was like, wow. Yeah. So hats off to her. She really kills that. I mean, knowing that and knowing what the first like five minutes of the film are, <laughs> okay Go exactly on. exactly I was so impressed because you know I met her and her husband and you know they were just the sweetest and like super chill 
but I had no idea. Like, cause you know, like normally people don't bring their significant other to work very much at all, but he was very much like by her side and, you know, just anything she needed. He was like waiting on her hand and play. It was like the classic, perfect pregnancy. You know what I mean? But like, they didn't tell anybody. So we just didn't know, <laughs> you know what I mean? And to know that she was just going for it. And then one day she just pops up with this super huge stomach. We were like, ah, oh, now it makes sense. Yeah, but it was it was great working with her, man. She's so great. I do that again any day. She She's incredible. I, I just, I wonder if that's like their first to, to have the hovering father, you know? Probably. Like, go on, you're fine. Go. Yeah, exactly. No, you got this, babe. <laughs> Don't get out of here. I'm going to hold down the floor. <laughs> yeah. For sure. For sure. There's a hilarious clip, and it's uh, Henry Cavill, Jason Momoa, and they're talking about Gal, uh, Gal Gadot. She was mm -hmm. pregnant on Justice League, maybe. And they're okay. like, they were the one says, did you know? And he's like, oh, yeah, I know. How did you know? And he's like, all the bathroom trips. And he's like, all the, all the snacks. Yeah, so. Right. Yeah, they'd be hitting the crafty table up crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I get it, I tell you. But I think that's that's just a nod to the fact that you're not a bunch of, you are a bunch of actors, but you're not just a bunch of actors. You become a family on set. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be honest, that's the best part about film, you know, because I grew up in New Orleans and until Hurricane Katrina, I didn't realize how many people from New Orleans never even left, like never even been as far as Baton Rouge, you know? So to go to countries like Vietnam and Australia and all these different places and meeting all these different people who otherwise I would have never met. And today we still have like a bond and a like family, like it's the biggest blessing ever, you know, because you have to really get to know people if you out here like, crying in front of these people on command you know what I mean you kind of want to feel comfortable with who's in the room so you know you just grow this beautiful bond and it's such a collaborative art piece right like like the first time I ever really did a film at all and walked onto set and I'm looking at all of these different people and all of these different jobs and you know what I mean? I didn't know what anybody did and I was like yo this is pretty incredible. You know what I mean? Just to see all of these people put these little pieces in to create this huge puzzle, you know? And a lot of times actors, for whatever reason, you know, it's probably because we get the, we, we get a little glory or the fame or whatever it may be. But I feel like our piece is in equal size to, you know, every other department because it's just so collaborative and beautiful. So, you know, I, I love that 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 experience that you just get to have because it's like a grown-up summer camp and then you get yeah. to leave with something that lasts for like forever you know so yeah you, just, you just made a whole team of best friends I mean that's exactly exactly and like you know another thing <clears throat> that that makes it so beautiful is that I'd say if you asked 10 people you know, what their experience was like until they became quote unquote successful. Like the majority of them didn't even really have the support of their immediate family. You yeah. know, that oh, you want to be in film? Oh God, here we go. All right, Ashley wants to be in film. Good luck. <laughs> you know, exactly. <laughs> Whenever she chooses to get a real job, it'll be here. You know, this isn't why we saved up your college fund for you to go there and want to be in movies. You know, so when it happens for people, you know, a lot of us come from that and we just, we need that camaraderie and we need people who have like minds and just think as crazy as we do because you kind of got to be a little bit crazy to keep going for it. Right, absolutely. And I think a lot of people that don't actually speak to actors or writers or directors, <clears throat> they just think that because you've been in a film or you've been on TV, you're on easy street, you know? You yes. got it. Hey, never mind that y'all are maybe working two, three jobs, you know, never mind that our writers have to strike to get paid what they're worth. And a lot of actors are supporting them because they realize, like you said, the not little people, but the little intricate parts that are done by people 
on a TV set, on a film set. Without them, there is nothing. Right. Y'all are just a, a bunch of actors standing around going in the dark because there's no lighting, you know? Exactly, exactly. I feel like, you know, people have been trained to look at the face of the watch so much that they forget that the gears make it special, <laughs> you know? And um, it's, it's, it's interesting, right? Like I started a program called Dream Seeker to train people about the crew side of things, right? Because I was blessed, I think, to be in this 1%, you know? But like, especially in the black communities, they teach us you know, dribble a ball or run out of somebody's backfield or be an actor, be a rapper, be a singer. But they don't really teach us any of the other jobs, you know? And these are the things that really give you a sustainable future and a real career, you know? It's always the people behind the scenes that are really making things happen. So I started this program to, you know, teach my people how to fish rather than just letting it fall to the wayside. You know what I mean? Because if I can put you on a real set, allow you to work for union hours, like and prepare you to work for any place in the world, like that's, that's beautiful. Absolutely. That's beautiful. Cause it's a bad racket to get into to tell people, hey, <laughs> come follow me. Your career will be just as great as mine. Like that's some scam shit, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like, and you tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like what you said is, you know, be a rapper, be a baller, uh, be an actor, be a singer, because that's what's perceived as uh, financially successful, overly right. successful. Right. But not everybody's going to have that opportunity. And even if you have the opportunity, you might still be struggling because you're a small rapper or, you know, you're on a minor league. It's right. like, you're, I, I completely like embrace what you're saying. It's like, why can't we? you know teachers doctors nurses you know there's right. other things that, that might be more financially stable and that this goes across the board not just uh, any race like you said not any class uh, people are you can dream dreaming is awesome but if right. you dream too big or you dream without having a backup plan and that's something Wes touched on he's like the backup plan but mm. it's uh, you might fail yeah then, absolutely Absolutely. And I, I tell people all the time, you know, like the only thing standing between you and your dreams is a plan. And I think sometimes people want to. Um, they want to be able to to experience the, the quote unquote life before they put in the work. You know what I mean? Right. And like I did this shit for free so many times. Like for real, like I remember feeling really stupid like frozen on stage in a play <laughs> while I wasn't talking just standing there frozen and my friends are like look at this fucking idiot like <laughs> I can't believe we come to see this shit you know what I mean like it was a good play but at the same time like you know because I come from the hood hood not the rap hood like it was a big adjustment for everybody to be like you about to be an actor like when they first saw my headshots they was like nigga really <laughs> like, what the fuck you think you sexy or something this is crazy you know and it was it was a big step for me to take and it was it was scary like it really was but I mean the amount of homeless people and the amount of no's that like I mean my skin is thick like a rhinoceros at this point because I just you know I've I've been through the fire like so many times and you just you definitely can't be, you can't be afraid to be broke if this is what you got to do. But at the same time, a backup plan is, it would be the move. You know what I mean? Like I got a trucking company myself because I'm like, I refuse. <laughs> I refuse. You know, it was like, you know, right after COVID kind of like started really letting people back into the world, people looking at me like, is this easy E driving a truck? And I'm like, hell yeah, I'm gonna learn this business myself. You know what I mean? Like, you know, so it's it's always good to have a backup plan, but you also kind of be a little bit flexible, you know what I mean? Cause you know, either you gonna get yourself rich or help somebody else get rich. So you kind of gotta be willing to jump out there and do it. It's scary. It definitely it, is. But aren't I mean, if if you want it though, you gotta be, you gotta get 
what is that saying? It's bravery is not overcoming your fears. It's doing it any, even though you're scared or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Because see, that's what people, I think, fail to realize is that like, being that you are human and, you know, we all are of God and like, like wired to love and all of these things, all of these feelings that like constantly run through you, the fear is always going to be there, you know, and, and it's out of respect for what you're doing just in general. Like every time the camera rolls, I'm nervous. Like people are like, oh, you do these great performances and this and that. And I'm like, but my heart is fucking beating out of my chest every single take. And it just, it just is what it is. I've gotten used to it because this is what I really love. You know, and it's like I love this so much. Like I'm, I'm gonna put this in perspective, and I hope Wes doesn't get super mad at me for this. But um, we actually just wrapped another film, like today. We shot all nights, literally from seven p.m. to seven a.m. I like just wrapped this film today, you know, and I did all my own stunts. Like, just really, really cool stuff. You know what I mean? But, like, we just were going balls to the wall, like, every day. You know what I mean? And they have so many people who are like, Jason, how are you staying alive? Like, where's the energy coming from? Like, what is happening? Put me on your level. And I'm like, you know what? It's just, I love it too much. You know what I mean? I love this. I want it to be as beautiful as it can be. You know, my feet hurt. My back hurt. Like everything but I just I feel like I'm living the dream so what is there to complain about I pray for this yeah. that and I'm I'm about to get all diva like you know no. <laughs> but, but also like you're like high key nervous so you've got adrenaline flooding your system <laughs> oh facts oh big facts you know what I mean it's like it's like when you get off work <laughs> and you get that false courage and then like 45 minutes later you just crash that's that's been me for like the last 20 days it's been great <laughs> like and we will have you you know definitely come back to talk about this project but i feel like you're trying to be like jackie chan and chris tucker at the same time is that's what happening <laughs> doing Jack all your jackie tucker is exactly who i'm trying to turn into like i'm so glad you hit that on the head i'm like yeah <laughs> i'm definitely trying to do that and i feel like um I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm about to step into this new place in my career that's like really exciting because the kind of movies that I love and grew up on, like I just, I just haven't had the pleasure of doing it. You know, like I even want to do comedy. I'd love to do action comedy. I feel like in my day-to-day -day life, I like, I'm laughing all the time, you know, but in all my good movies, I got to die and cry apparently. So you know, it's what I signed up for, and it is what it is. But I think I'm about to float into this new bag that I think people are really, really going to enjoy. I think you would be incredible in an action comedy. I really <laughs> you heard that. <laughs> Guys, that means cast. Did you hear all that? But <laughs> um, there's a part in uh, where your, your character is given the opportunity to speak basically on your behalf or I guess not really final words but final words in this situation yes when you're speaking Naturi has this I don't know she's so expressive with her face but mm -hmm. at the time you can see in her face and wonder I think if she is she conflicted does she believe him does she think he's full of shit it's right. just it's intriguing and then as she's speaking to you, your face is doing the same freaking thing. I'm like, <laughs> go back to the layers because I was like, oh, he's guilty. He's not guilty. He's guilty. Right. I'm like, he is so looked and you sound so heartfelt and innocent that you're going, what's going on? Get this man out of the chair. Let right. him go. Right. And and then, then, like, in the next second, you're like, or is he? I'm confused, but I like it, you know? Right, <laughs> right, right. And I think, you know, 
taking this ride of emotions is something that um, sometimes is really left out of action movies at times. You know what I mean? Sometimes they really, really miss the mark with this sort of thing. But passion is what pushes people, you know? And, And that's why it's always so good to be able to have the pleasure to work with these actors who challenge you because everything isn't written in the script. Only the words are there. So you have to like put a face on it and, and add these layers of a person to it. You know what I mean? Because no matter what, like we all took a shower this morning. We all use the restroom the same, you know? And it's like, mm, you got to take this ride. You got to take this ride. I think people are going to like really um, resonate with that a lot because you don't know whose side to take. You don't know how to feel, you know? It's the best, it's confusion. Like I said, it's confusion in the best way because it, not to get all into it, but there's parts where Sean doesn't seem to know what the fuck is going on. Or does he? (laughs) Exactly, he's like, I've been in jail the entire time. Like, you think I helped plan this shit? Are you crazy? You know, and it's, 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 it's crazy. Right, because I had to read the script like three or four times before I made a decision rather I was going to know or not because you don't know at all. Like, you really don't know reading the script. Like, was he a part of this or what is he not a part of this, you know? And it was actually one of my favorite things about it because you could play with it and do it any kind of way. And Wes was like, you know what? That's a decision for you to make. Did you do it? Are you innocent? Are you guilty? Did you help plan this? Like, that's yeah. all. That's that's the decision for you to make. And I was like, wow. Thanks. No pressure. Well, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for the extra anxiety. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. But that's something I've heard from every actor I've spoken to who has worked with Wes is exactly what you said. It here's your script. Here's a guideline of kind of base like the base of the character the rest is up to you right right and that's the fun part right because I think um and you find this more with writers than directors but like now don't get me wrong there are some beautiful writers but in my opinion I feel like writers have to think for so many people in order to make a script really good that like it's beautiful to be able to come drop an actual body into this character that, that you built and then let them expand on that. You know what I mean? So it's like you, you build this frame and then you let somebody come in and decorate. Right. And, um, Wes does that very well. Like he's, he's not so attached to his words and all of this kind of stuff. He's like, no, you're from New Orleans. Add a little bit of New Orleans flavor on it. You know, you got this going, add a little bit of that flavor. Like, and I think it's, I think it's dope that he's not all so caught up in himself because he's, he knows he's a damn good writer, you know, but he's not so caught up on himself that he doesn't allow the actors to be able to come in and flap their wings, you know, cause that's, that's what we live for. Like there's, that's, I know for me anyway, like I live for that, you know, when people walk up to me and be like this line and in the back of your mind, you know, like I improv that shit. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that wasn't in the original scripts, you know? So, yeah, sorry. (laughs) Right. Don't want, oh, God, you don't want a writer slash director that's like, say the line how I wrote it, you son of a bitch. And you're like, (laughs) And I mean, they have writers that, like, are so tedious sometimes. Like, they'll send the, the scripty out to you and be like, um, Jason, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't want to keep bothering you, but, um, you keep missing the word it. It's fine. And we're just going to try to get it clean. Don't worry about it. You know what I mean? It's like, God damn, it really, it was a whole monologue and I missed it. Like, it, it's crazy. Like sometimes people are really, really terrible about that, but Wes is dope. Wes is so dope. And he wants things to feel real. You know, and um, it's beautiful to watch his films because he can, like, trap you in this world that, like, even if it seemed crazy and completely ridiculous at the time, it's like the realest shit ever, you know? And I I really appreciate that about his films. Like, I think we're going to do 
a lot more together just because it's like that's 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 my bro you know and I'm just like I'm not gonna lie I'm in awe of him as a person because um I think just as people in general you know you want the people that you love and grow up around to be successful but like you can't instill passion in somebody you can't in you can't issue somebody some talent like that's not how it works you know but still he has this way of of finding because him and his son really kind of learned how to you know use cameras and all of that stuff at the same time so it's like he's behind the camera and his son is pulling focus like what this is shit you never see you know what I mean? Like, and and he does that with a lot of people that he's around. Like, people just love him. And he has really good friendships. And now we're building this really beautiful family. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's a wonderful thing to watch. Like, I, I just, I mean, he had his daughter on set before. And, you know, she has her hands up like she has the camera. And she's explaining the shot to me. You know what I mean? She's like, okay, we're going to do this. And we're going to whip this way. And I'm just like... I love that. I love that. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I'm around that cat for a minute. No, it's it's okay. It you're right though that you can see, you can't like you said you can't give the talent and passion to someone who has a dream, but you can nurture it. People listening, you can nurture people's passions and talents and dreams. Exactly, exactly. Because a lot of times it's all about exposure, right? Like for me, I stumbled upon acting legit trying to make new friends you know what I mean like my my world was just closing in on me and I'm like huh? don't want to go to jail definitely don't want to get shot and die you know what I mean so yeah. let me probably find some new friends I'm gonna try this out and I went there and really just loved it but after I got exposed to that information now I'm like yo I may have something that I could really do something with, you know? And that's what it's really about. Like just putting the information out there and being able to spark the brain of, of the next great person, you know, but they, they need that. They need the environment because, you know, not to just go left on it, but like the like culture is crazy and it's so powerful. And at times it could be, so fucked up you know what i mean like we see what this young guy john moran is going through it's fucking crazy you know what i mean like here it is you got a great basketball career and you got 200 million dollars going for you and all of this shit like why are you even hanging out with people who would put you in this in in, in this danger so to speak right but at the same time like you're a 23 year old kid who's influenced by the culture and the culture is like full of shit you know what I mean and you know it's it's just sad man I I think it's all about this exposure and we have to have these environments that like let people know especially young people that like it's cool to be smart it's cool to be different it's cool to try some shit you never tried you know like I I always tell people man y'all got like these 11 year old life palettes like, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. you gotta, you gotta expand. You know, you gotta get out here and mingle and let let the universe take you where it's gonna take you. Can't fight the funk. Right, exactly. Well, I don't think a lot of kids think they can, or like even kids in the past. I mean, shit. When I was when I was little, the Jeffersons, and that was right. pretty much right. So I think it was like, oh people of color were like we can be on tv too but as you're saying it's not really i guess promoted in the culture it's not like you can be on tv too exactly yeah exactly and like you know we could get into statistics and all of that kind of stuff but like the bottom line is there's not enough black people behind the camera right because a lot of times they're like oh they don't know how to tell our stories and oh, every time they make a black movie, it's like this or like that, or it's about this or it's about that. And it's like, yeah, you know why? Because they're not black, you know? And I get it. We have to graduate into this and 
and share this with each other. And I think a lot of times um, that gets slow poked a little bit because people grind so hard to get where they are that they're like afraid for somebody else to fuck it up. Like that's the one thing you don't want is for you to bring somebody else in and they fuck it up for you. At least if I'm gonna fuck it up, let me fuck it up for myself. You know what I mean? But um, hopefully, you know, with, with this program that I started, it'll it'll start to um, find its way because it's not just about, you know, black and brown people, but it speaks for like this demographic of people who I know don't have the information. You know, like we also offer scholarships to like military veterans because they go off and, and you know, fight for our country and do all of this and gain these very unique set of skills. And all of a sudden you get to a point in your life where not only are those skills minimally useful, you know, but like also you kind of don't get the praise that you deserve and you no longer fit in this um in this construct. You know what I mean? That 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 so-called life has for you after you retire or whatever it may be. You know what I mean? And I just think some of these people would make great consultants and, you know, different things like that. And and hopefully they get to also like kind of fulfill themselves. You know, like I used to be in construction at one point in time and nobody wanted to go home and talk to their kids about it. You know what I mean? It's not like you're like, oh, look at this, look at this roof that 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 daddy built. You know, your daughters are gonna be like, okay, great. Can we get ice cream now? You know what I mean? Nobody wants to do that, but you can take those same skills and be in the film business and like fucking love it, you know, and and putting your little pieces into this puzzle. Like I was saying, is it's a beautiful thing when when you can enjoy it and you just, you get this fulfillment out of it. You know, like every time people are on set, you always hear it, you know? People could be standing in like waist deep water in waders, you know, and they're like, hey, living the dream, you know, with a smile on their face. And I just want to be able to give that to the people who haven't been exposed to the information because they're going to start coming up with shit that we haven't ever seen on TV. And I think it's going to be great. I think we're about to step into a really good place. And as crazy as, you know, this, this, uh, the streaming situation has become, you know, having a striking behind this and behind that. And like, once they get that all figured out, I think people will really start to focus on what's important, which is they now have a direct pipeline from the mind to the fan, mm -hmm. which is, kind of beautiful you know so i think if i can give people the opportunity like to say here these are the tools that you need to shoot a movie i'll give them to you and this is how you go about doing that you know and you can put whatever story into this into this blueprint you know and make something beautiful like i'm i'm so excited to see what's going to come along with this i really am what's the name of the uh the program Dream, dream seeker, all oh, one word. Dream seeker, yeah. Is there a website or is it on social media? Yes, idreamseek.org. Yep. And the Instagram page is also idreamseek. Perfect. I want yeah. everybody to check that out because, like you said, nobody can tell your story except you or, you know, people like you that have experienced it. Mm -hmm. And the is going to be truthfully and you know honestly honestly told is if you are telling the story if that makes sense exactly you know and it's like black people i mean we done dealt with so much shit and there's like so much frustration but i think um i can't speak for everybody but i've personally gotten to this point where i feel like um you know, the things that we fought for in the past, I'm really blessed enough to really be reaping some of the benefits of those, you know, from education to now, you know, this beautiful career that I stumbled upon and being able to be a voice for 
you know, my upbringing and like the things that, that I've experienced in my life, you know what I mean? And, um, it's, it's, it's nothing better than being able to see yourself on television, you know, and it just gives you a different sort of hope. And I feel like, um, trying to say this without getting emotional because I'm just thinking about how far back, you know, like I got friends that I played high school football with who watch me transcend, you know what I mean? And the first time I ever shot a movie in New Orleans after I left to like move to LA and after straight out of Compton and shit, I come back to do Mudbound and people are peeking over the fence, like Mr. Feeney, Jason, how do I get on? Like help, you know? And, and from that point on, I was like, you know what? I don't have the answers for you now, but I will. Like I'm gonna figure it out, you know. Because people are like, "I sweep floors, I pick up trash, I don't give a damn," you know what I mean? <laughs> like, just help me figure this out. I want to be a part of this, and um, you know, that was something that uh, I never felt like it was a burden, but it's definitely like my uh-huh. responsibility. You know, I was given the the information, so it was up to me to like organize that and then give it to as many people as I possibly can. So, it's except, been- except for the ones that thought you were crazy and back in the day, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's even better with them. It's even better with them because I feel like people project so much, you know, like people don't want you to make it because they don't believe in themselves. And a lot of times people just be scared. Like that's really what it is. People are scared a lot of the times. And, um, once you realize how beautiful it is to fight that fear and then let it become freedom. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's such a beautiful feeling. It's like, I mean, I know this is kind of an intense analogy, but like I went skydiving just to like fight the fear, just to be like, you know, I never thought I'd do this, you know? And you're like signing the waiver, basically saying if I die, it's not their fault like you know and then you get up to like thirteen thousand feet and you're like yo this is crazy like what am I doing like put me back on the ground right yeah but then you know you're like inching there and they're like put your head back make sure all these things remember what we told you in class boom and then you're like in free fall and you realize this is the most beautiful shit that I've ever done. Like the fear completely leaves and you're just in this amazing free fall. And I feel like that's what happens like with, with art, you know what I mean? Like I know so many people who paint and people never see their shit. You know what I'm saying? And so many people who, who have these great talents, but they never want to expose it to anybody. You know, and that's what I love about my city too. Like you ride around New Orleans and you see people out on the street painting and and people who have no money and fucking, you know, their feet are coming through their shoes, but they're out there playing their their instruments, you know, and it's just it's a be- a beautiful freedom to have to not let fear control your life, you know, and not let these projections from other people be a thing for you. I'm sorry. I am with- right now but this, this is a touchy subject no no i'm a thousand percent with you except for the skydiving i am going to project <laughs> you can have it <laughs> but good for you good for freaking you i'm i'm terrified of heights i'm terrified of dark deep water hell shallow oh, yeah. Deep, that's, shallow that's... <laughs> yeah i think i think i speak for all black people when we say we, we won't be in the, the deep blue. <laughs> the dark, dark, deep blue, definitely not for us. No, no. <laughs> I research, before I'm going somewhere, I research what's in the lakes, <laughs> what kind of wildlife may I encounter, you know, right. on a clear lake with no gators, no nothing. I want to see fish. We're fine. That's you know, cool. it's crazy. <laughs> about that like I just went to Poland right and I was there um shooting a film and I was there like three and a half months and yo these people now mind you I'm from New Orleans they have lakes around us 
but they have shit in these legs that will eat you alive. You know what I mean? It's, it's not a game. That's somebody crib. You know what I mean? It's not like the ocean where it's constantly moving and flowing. And No, that's somebody crib who've been there for like 25 years. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. You know, they got, they got alligators with names in this motherfucker, right? So they all was like talking shit about me because I wouldn't jump in the lakes with them. I'm like, bro, I'm not swimming in a lake. You know what I mean? I'm just, I'm, I'm too afraid to do that. Like, I don't care what y'all say. Like I've, uh, no, I don't, I don't see how y'all do it. It was just incredible to me to watch people just backstroke in a lake and you can't see shit in there. Like, no, I'm good. Oh, see, that, that's a <laughs> cross-cultural, no. <laughs> Exactly. See, I be fearless. I would go way out in the ocean and surf back in. I had one child. I was done with everything. With everything, I was right. like, clear lakes where I can see the fish. I'm absolutely fine. Nice sandy bottom, or even a pebbly bottom, or cool dark water. Can't see it. Absolutely not. Not even a swimming pool. Right. I Florida, so. <laughs> Right, exactly, exactly. Like some of these animals will come out the water and get you. My surfing experience, I mean, I went to Hawaii and, you know, I called myself going surfing. And for one, nobody told me that we was going to wake up at five o'clock in the morning and do it. And I felt like I didn't want to work all my muscles on my vacation, especially not at five in the morning. But like everybody takes off running, right? To like go jump into the water. And it was like, very rocky on the bottom. Mm -hmm. so I was like, you know what? I think I'm gonna pass on this. You know what I mean? Like my feet are hurting on the bottom, my arms are hurting. I'm like, you know, surfing might not might not be for me. You know, I don't I don't know if black people really surf either. Surfer. <laughs> and listen again, it's a cross cultural thing because we had coquina, like coquina rock that you would bash your shins on as you came into shore. And the, we call it the washer machine because you're you're tumbling and dying. Right. Oh, no. And I'm just really not about that life. You know what I mean? I feel like there's more interesting ways to die. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> granted, granted, I did go skydiving, but I feel like, you know, you got, sometimes you just gotta, you gotta get out there and do it. Like, I think I'd rather be mauled to death by a bear than anything any of the other things you know it's like <laughs> i don't know but yeah it's good for thee but not for me okay that's all I'm i heard say. that i heard that you know that's like also a thing for me too like i i'm like just the way i'm wired right i did like i did this this film the mustang and it's basically about a group of guys in jail who like break wild mustangs and turn them into like some sort of horse of value right and my character was like, not only like a trick rider, but like sort of the best trainer in the program. And nobody knew that I was scared of horses then. Like, and I literally kind of chose that film to, to break my fear, you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like, you know, this, this good experience that you get to have when, like I said, when the fear leaves, it's just something else. Like, whoever knew I would be bonding with a horse? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm from Hollywood. Like, yeah, we don't, we don't do horses back there, you know. And um, I'm just getting these, these really, really dope experiences. And now you have a pet, so you brought the I horse. You have a pet horse now. You know, you're cool. Exactly. <laughs> like just walking it around. Like, I don't even ride him anymore. I just walk him. <laughs> <laughs> Of the moving truck. Right, right. That's so funny. Oh, you know what? I, I think you, you're you on the right track. You are onto something. You're in an incredible film that everybody can watch July 6th. Uh, it's called Call Her King. Go to your website, idreamseek.org, to get inspired and find out. I would assume that they can go and find out how they can maybe contribute as well. Or they Absolutely. can help. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, if people would love to donate, like, all I can say is, um, you know, there was a time when all of us just had a dream, for real. You know, like, if you went back to fourth and fifth and sixth grade, when 
you know, we were all doing journals and classes and all of this kind of stuff. Like people used to dream big. And, and now people like have this sort of cookie cutter construct on life. And they think that um, a lot of stuff is impossible, you know? And, you know, don't get me wrong. Social media is influencing our, our, our people in a different fashion, but I think allowing them to really, really be able to have the tools to know what they're doing is important. Absolutely. So if you would love to like change someone's life for real and, and help them not only fulfill themselves, but um, also just have an honest day's pay for an honest day's work, <laughs> you know, could, could really, really help, you know? And, that, uh, that would be fucking nice. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And this is something that I want to be like a global thing. I want it to be global. You know, I feel like we connect through film and television. So, yeah, if if you would love to donate, just go to idreamseek.org. You can check it out. You're going to be seeing a bunch of new content. It's, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. So I would encourage everybody even if it's just a dollar or two if you want to put that towards you know changing somebody's life like it's just absolutely and maybe feel like your your services maybe of some sort of value reach out reach out to jason as well absolutely 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 or if you're shooting a movie and you're interested in you know just having some people intern and, and being able to really fill it out you know and because i've i've I just actually offered two scholarships on the last film that I worked on for people to be able, like I flew them in, these two high school graduates and we watched the whole process. So, you know, people will be seeing that content pretty soon as well. But, you know, to to see like one of the young men, he he lost his brother this year and it was just tough for him to even end up graduating high school, but then to be able to come out, you know, to Orlando and and, see this whole process and you know what I'm saying it's just this this young man is just going to be in an entire different place in his life and that's the kind of changes that we're making for people so I mean and what a healthy distraction from the grief you know a healthy distraction not a let's get on the streets and and you know exactly whatever it's like this is a beautiful healthy productive distraction exactly doesn't diminish his loss at all but it's like hey you can still have hope you can still have a sense of purpose or a dream yeah exactly exactly you got to pick each other up man and that's what this is all about you know this is that's what this is all about and I encourage everybody no matter what ages you are like if you ever have been interested in being in the film industry at all if you want to support if you want to make a film if you want to do any of that like it's all here at the Dream Seeker program. So definitely slide through. Check us out. Absolutely. Coming from a personal place, let me tell you how much you can pick up if you keep your ears and eyes open when you're handing out coffee. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Smallest of roles, you'll still learn. So yeah. don't be either don't be too good for it, you know, or don't be afraid that that's not going to do anything for you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Don't get me wrong. Like people need skills and, and and you need to always stay alert, listen, learn. You know, you can learn from a baby. But in real life, all you need to be successful in film is a good attitude. Because you can always learn. You know, you could teach a monkey how to do 500 things. I mean, they, you know, humans are so fascinating and we're like sponges in, in these situations. So, you know, even, you know, I know a lot of people get, stuck on oh I don't know what to do and I don't like we're gonna help you figure out all of that you know what I mean like you get to take this this whole personality <laughs> test and talk about things that you may have been interested in or you might already had skills that that you just don't know how to transfer into film and I think that um it's it's a pretty easy segue you know using the dream seeker process so we like to help people not only find a department that they would love to work in, but also really flourish. You know, we're going to put you around some good people. And it's not, it's, it, listen, man, 
Oh my goodness. It, it makes me excited every time I think about it. Go ahead. Don't, don't, don't hold back those feelings. Listen, we're not doing that toxic masculinity here. If you are emotional, be fucking emotional. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Because I mean, I think, um, I think so many times like people get stripped of, of things that are like right in front of them because they just don't know how to go about doing it. You know, and I think it sucks that like they shoot over a hundred movies a year sometimes in New Orleans. Like it's it's some kind of crazy number. But none of those, like none of those jobs are going to locals, you know. And my belief is that people think that Hollywood is such a clickish business that they only want to hire their friends. But like, that's kind of not the truth. You know what I mean? Like when you think like a producer, you want to hire people who can go home at night. You don't want to have to fly everybody in and, and, you know, give everybody per diem and make sure everybody has a rental car and a way to get around. Like, no, people want to be able to give you the opportunities. So I want to be able to train people up, put them in really good positions. Like, you know what those kids felt like meeting Wes, you know? Like, that was crazy. We got to work with a couple stars, NLE Chopper, Dream Dog. Like, geez, they're, they're meeting these people, and they're like, wow, this is incredible. And then they're behind the scenes, like, you know, I thought I might like to do this, but I never even knew I'd like to do set design. Like, that's crazy, you know? And they're, like, kind of finding their way as they go in because we're actually putting them in the real situation, you know? And it's 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 just a really cool process, and I just I love it so much because I love people so much and I love to see people happy. That's why I'm, that's why I'm here. Like that's, that's what my craft is really all about. You know, like God gave me this gift to really be able to put smiles on other people's faces, but to be able to help people take care of their families. It's different. Yeah. It's different. You know, like I got this really long text message from um, this young kid. His name is Marcus. But, you know, like, after his mom lost one son, you know what I mean? She was like, I don't know what to do with my son. And and I actually went to this high school, Tabooie High School, where I met Marcus. And um, it's a school out in Dallas where I live. And it's a tough school, you know what I mean? Like, it's, I mean, people bring guns to school. They got young kids selling weed. Somebody got killed on like the school premises. It's like all fucked up. You know, very, very dangerous minds. Very lean on me, right? And um, a lot of times it's hard for people to get through to these kids because they didn't have that kind of upbringing, right? So when I went there and I, I, I saw some of these faces, I'm like, I need to dig in a little bit more. Like, don't just give me the fucking auditorium speech. I'm gonna stick around a little bit more. It's career day. Like, let me see what's up, right? <clears throat> I ended up with a smaller group of kids who were the so-called troubled kids, right? And I'm looking in each one of their faces and they are fucking leaders. You know what I mean? Like people, like they already like, I don't take no shit. They had one, one young girl in there. She started a a company called Young Rich and Lit and she was like already throwing parties and she had on her fucking chain and shit and it was like nobody at the school could tell her shit because she was already doing her thing and making her money you know and I was like this is admirable you know and a lot of times people don't know how to channel what they have and turn it into something great because they don't see the opportunity around them so I'm making it my life's work. Like, I don't give a fuck if I never book another movie in my life. Like, don't get me wrong. I would love to be in a Marvel movie. I would love to be a superhero. I would love to do all of these things. But even if I do that, if I don't make an opportunity for somebody from my community or a community that looks like mine, I've done nothing. I've done zero. Seriously. Like, So if you want to be like Jackie Tucker, no, Jason, you can go to idreamseek.org 
you can watch Call Her King. It's out July 6th. Check out his back catalog. He's you've been in a couple of my favorite films. I'm just gonna say that straight out. Thank and you. Check them out. Can people follow you on social media? Yes, absolutely. At Jason Mitchell Actor. They got like 40,000 Jason Mitchells on, on Facebook. So Jason hey. Mitchell Actor is me. I'm very active on Instagram. That's 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 always me. It's, it's the real me. I only have one page. So um yeah, I, I love to interact, you know, and even if you see me in the streets, like I'm so approachable and I'm all about trying to help people, you know, get where they're trying to go. So, you know, holla at me. It's easy. And an incredible talent in the film, honestly, because I still kind of don't know. <laughs> That's all I'm going <laughs> to Yeah, you got to watch. Definitely check out Call Her King. It's going to be a beautiful film. Me, Wes Millen, and Terry Norton, Lance Gross, and a whole bunch of other great-ass actors is about to be dope. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I'm going to go follow you now. <laughs> thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. I'll be on the other end. All right. Bye. All right. Later. This has been an Odd Imagination production. Here at Odd Imagination, you'll find book, film, television, and product reviews, as well as roundtable discussions, current events, and hot topics. We are advocates for equality and the freedom to be who you are, no matter what. Odd Imagination gets its name from autism and imagination, two things that are very important to us. If you would like more information on Odd Imagination and the podcasts that we host on our website, you can visit oddimagination.org, A-U-T-I-M-A-G-I-N-A-T-I-O-N.org.